We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going safe It's not safe Before you cross me Look both ways Leaving the scene With no trace Not in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm out of space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, and one half of the commentary team of New Frontier Pro. Now, let me introduce my co-host. You've seen him on all the other prediction shows we've done. Without further ado, the man I carry month to month. I literally carry him on my back because he's a lazy prick, and he won't even walk up to the commentary booth. And when he's not kissing Tarek's ass, he's trying to steal my thunder. The buffoon of all buffoons, the man who single-handedly founded and is a member of the Hair Club for Men, Adam fucking Hayes. You know, one of these days, <laughs> one, of these days one, of, one of these days, someone's going to put you in your place. And it might be me. It might be Tarek. But one of these days, I can't wait for someone to shut that goddamn trap of yours. Just like whoever's going to be wrestling Tarek, their mouth is going to be shut as well. Yeah. Okay, listen, I'm, I'm so gonna, excited. I'm going to air show. out grievances now because I think a lot of people don't understand the beef that is here. You we and I, a, whoa, whoa, we have a beef. No, I don't have a beef, but I have a beef with you in one particular fashion, which I prefer is chicken, but that's just whatever. all right. You know what? Can I finish the story, please? So, for people who may not understand why, whenever Hayes is up there kissing Tarek's ass, trying to give him guidance, which Tarek is a talent, doesn't need any guidance from somebody who's never wrestled in a match. <laughs> yeah, really, exactly. You've had okay. like three matches, bro. I think your your record is 0-3. First of all, you don't know anything about my record. I have very clean. You can talk to the police about that. I can't say that about you or probably half the locker room here at New Frontier, <laughs> but that's besides the point. <laughs> what we are here to talk about is June the 12th. We're here to talk about immortality, quite possibly the biggest show New Frontier has had to date with what I consider the biggest double main event in Ontario so far this year depending on whatever company you may be thinking of right now, it does not matter. New Frontier has two back-to-back main events that are legitimately going to steal the show, and good luck to everybody else on the card because this is going to be quite a barn burner. Absolutely. You know, we do agree on the odd occasion, except when we're talking about the city you live in, Oshawa. <laughs> oh, no, no. We're not, we're not going to start about that all over no, again. I, all I said I, was we agree, to, we agree to disagree on a lot of points. You kissing Tarek's ass, Oshawa, but we agree that this card is epic, this event is epic, and this is the name stands true. This is where you this is where legends become immortal at immortality. So without further ado, should we get to the match card, Hayes? Should absolutely. We do Okay, the perfect. faster this is over, the like faster I don't have to talk to you. You're absolutely right. No, listen, I know I could see your wife motioning in the wall behind you there like her shadows there she's the wall behind you. me what the hell are you an x-men no she's a, no she's a shadow i could see the shadow of her there and she's basically telling you your hair plugs are coming out so she's got to touch those up so we're going to get this done quickly I'm all right happy first, match on, the card. first on. match on the card shut up first match on the card jesse mack versus pretty ricky and what i can only describe as a grudge match built in new frontier these two hate each other to the point where jesse mack was pretty much screwed over when she had to go toe-to-toe with cranio x and unfortunately due to ricky's i guess control or whatever you will have did not let up to the point where a couple 
people from the locker room had to come out and literally stop him from possibly sending her to the hospital. Absolutely. Which I'm quite baffled of the fact that she's ready to go for the show. I know uh, she's been able to work a couple of dates since then, but here in new frontier, we have not seen her uh, since being, you know, carried out by, you know, Matt cash and uh, another, a company of other wrestlers. I'm so happy for Jesse Mack that she can be able to finally get her hands on Ricky Wilde here. I mean, Ricky Wilde, say what you want. And we said it in the last couple of shows, the man can talk his ass off and he's very entertaining and he's, you know, he's money on the mic, but a lot of people forget that he's money in the ring too. And he's a very deceptively good professional wrestler. And I think a lot of people are going to be forgetting that going into this match. Now, of course, granted, a lot of people are, going to be buying that vip going extra early so they can see jesse mack finally get her hands around his neck but a lot of people might be thinking this might be just a cakewalk for jesse mack i don't think so ricky willie always has something planned up his sleeve we all know that of course cranial x is going to be busy quite possibly in one of the biggest main events in this company's history but needless to say i think ricky will still be able to find some way somehow to pull a rabbit out of the hat, shall we say. Jesse Mack, kudos to her. And I can't wait to be able to see what she can be able to do against Ricky Wildey. But I don't know if her emotions are going to take the better of her in this one. And I'm going to have to go with Ricky Wildey. Wow. You know, knowing the relationship you have with Jesse Mack and knowing how the last couple of times you've really built up, you know, the comeback after after giving birth to her son, Negan, and and getting everything prepared and and facing Evan Greenway first off. And then we went into the Cranio X disaster that was the last event where she really was manhandled. And unfortunately, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm proud she walked out for sure. I agree with you on that. But I don't know. I'm kind of one that I feel when Jesse Mack is backed into a corner, like when somebody has been berated the way she was from Ricky, the fact that he slid cranio X in and he pulled himself away, trash talked behind cranio X. Again, that's the, he trash talked behind cranio X. So for me, I think that Jesse Mack is going to, you know, it's all going to boil up here. It's going to bubble up. It's going to boil over. And I think she's going to come out swinging. And I think she may finally for a few moments anyways, Shut Ricky the hell up. So I'm going to put my money on Jesse Mack in this one. Hey, Jesse Mack has been doing that her whole career, being able to like stand up to the people and that have been smack talking or behind her back in front of her, all that type of stuff. And kudos to her that she's been able to make a career out of kicking their ass and making money because of it. Ricky Wilde is another one of those faces that just you want to punch. But again, he's just so deceptive. He's so manipulative. I mean, if he's able to take a guy like Cranio X and mold him onto his squad and be able to have him underneath his thumb, there's no telling what Ricky Wilde really could possibly do with the new frontier. And that type of power, that type of deception, that type of power, like just overall just sense of sadism almost in a sense, you can't just brush under the rug. And Jesse Mack, She's got to bring all that in a bag of chips on this one. So, but I'm still going to go with Ricky Wilde. Absolutely. You're right. Ricky does have a face only a mother could love. And even sometimes I think that's debatable for his mother, for sure. I, I agree. All right. Next match on the card I'm thinking is going to be Travis Moore versus the Brone Cusher. Now this, this is a David versus Goliath. If there haven't ever, hasn't been one. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, this is a match where now, granted, Travis Moore has made people change their minds, change their perception. You yourself, from the first event to the second event, did say that Travis Moore's heart kind of won you over a little bit. So I propose this. We've seen Travis Moore in situations where he's faced Steve Brown in a six-man match. This is now a one-on-one. There's the kind of no buffers here. There's nobody in between. It's just Steve Brown, the bone crusher, versus Travis Moore. Travis Moore's got a lot of heart. He's got a lot of aggression. And he can hurt you in a lot of ways. But Steve Brown outweighs him by at least four to five times his own weight. So I pose this question to you. Can David David beat Goliath this time around? Can we change the course of history and go back to the way it was written? Or is this just going to be another Goliath uh, stomping David to the ground? So here's what we're going to see uh, during the pre-show here for New Frontier Immortality. Uh, we're going to see Travis Moore come out there like a house of fire. And we are going to see Steve Brown quite possibly set the fastest record in New Frontier history for the quickest win so far. Hmm. I think that Travis Moore has been very lucky that he survived that stick that stick fight. Mm-hmm. I think that in the four-way, he was able to once again pick and choose his spot, which was great because he was able to go in there and do what he needs to do against other competent you know, athletes that are around the same size as him, same build, same um, experience level as well. But you got a guy that's bigger, stronger, more intelligent, with more experience, who's just pissed off all the goddamn time. Like Steve Brown's never in a good mood. Even if you're talking about something he loves, he's probably would still swing you and punch you in the face just because you're breathing <laughs> the same air as him. So quite frankly, Travis Moore, I gave I gave him all the props in the world in the last one. And I said that he was able to take what he learned the stick fight and utilize it here in the four way to be able to, you know, learn from the multi-man. But you said it yourself. It's one-on-one. There's no place to run. There's no place to hide, especially with these rules of engagement that the matchmaker has with no count out, no rope breaks, no outside interference. You know, weapons can be legal as long as and encouraged as long as they're not sharp, which we'll get to that later on in the main event when it comes to sharps. Good, yeah, but, I'm going to say but, that kind of, the main event is breaking his own rules, to be honest. Exactly. But with be that as it may, with all those parameters that are set and also not set, this is just a Steve Brown invitational of how fast he can possibly beat somebody. And quite frankly, I don't know if Travis Moore is going to be able to accept any more bookings post immortality for new frontier. If Steve Brown has his way with him. So my answer is Steve Brown all day, every day and twice on Sunday, which it happens to be. (laughs) All right. Uh, Fair enough. I'm going to pose an interesting statistic here in a second. And then I'm going to, I always see opportunity when it comes to you, Hayes. I love seeing you semi, maybe possibly put your foot in your mouth. And I'll get into that in a second. Yeah, but the statistics, what did you say? Go on. Yeah, just go, on, go on. All right. So here's the, here's the interesting statistic. Tarek is undefeated thus far in mm-hmm. New Frontier. You know, yep. Brown is also currently undefeated in New Frontier. So now, technically... One person's undefeated streak may end, and I'm not saying your client, I'm not saying Steve Brown, but there's a possibility, there is a small possibility that Travis Moore could pull this out. 
But you're right. When it comes down to it, Steve Brown is always in a bad mood. No matter what, he goes out there to literally crush bones, hence his nickname. But here's what I want to propose, because I always see an opportunity. You think that Steve Brown's going to set the fastest record for the quickest win in New Frontier thus far. You said yes, that said literally that. a couple minutes ago. Sure so did. here's what I'm proposing. If Travis Moore lasts one minute, one minute, you will buy me the drink of my choice. If he lasts under a minute, I will buy you the drink of your choice. We're talking $8 maximum for one of us to enjoy the other one buying them a drink. Would you Hold agree on. to first the best? Of all, first of all, you're telling someone who is straight edge yes. to buy someone else an alcoholic beverage so yes. they can partake and then become inebriated and become a worse version of themselves. No. That sounds like a terrible no. idea. No, no. That like I, I, listen, I'm idea. Scottish. I'm Scottish. I know how to hold my liquor. Don't sell No, you don't. That's even more of a reason why you don't know how to hold your liquor. You're that's, Scottish. That's horrible. You're a piece of shit. No, but seriously. <laughs> okay, fine. How about this? Fine, we'll switch it up. Because I, I did forget you were straight edge because you're so fucking annoying that I figure you must be high all the time. Um, food. We buy each other the food of choice on the menu. If Travis Moore lasts over a minute, you owe me food and vice versa. If he lasts under a minute, I buy you something. Chicken wings, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now we're talking my language here because, of okay. course, yes, me, me, and you, me and you love our food. That's we do love our food, 100%. Nobody debates it. Absolutely. So, you know what? Um, that's a pretty good bet. That's not bad. You know what? I'll, uh, I'll go with that. Sure. Okay. Steve Brown, yeah. if he can uh, beat... Travis Moore in under five minutes, then absolutely he will. Five minutes. Run. We said what? Five, said five minutes. You no, know no. what? No. Steve Brown has kind of got like that King Kong Bundy kind of squash to him. So, you know what? I'm saying the five minute count right here. Oh. You want to make this all about a bet, then I get to pick the time limit here. Five minutes. Steve Brown's got five minutes to squash Travis Moore. And if he doesn't in five minutes, then I owe you chicken wings. All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. I don't really agree with it. I, I have still five, and so does Steve Brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next match in the car, we got Lucha Action. Lucha Action has been fantastic thus far in New Frontier. We've got a new addition to the New Frontier roster, Archangel, mm -hmm. and he's facing someone who is now a staple here in New Frontier, which is Guerrero Sia. So, also someone who has gone 2-0 as well yes, here in New Frontier. Yes, yes. One of them being a tag match, but you're right. Yes, he did go 2-0 as well. So he is currently undefeated as well right now in New, New, New Frontier thus far. So what do you think about what we know about Saya? I don't know much about Archangel. I tried to do some research. Uh, it's hard to find anything really on these Lucha wrestlers here in Canada because a lot of the information is kind of, and you can never really trust the internet. Um, but nonetheless... That's not true. You can trust me. I shoot from the hip. Listen, do I like you? Yes. Do you annoy me? Yes. Do I think you're an asshole and an egotistical prick? Yes. Do I think you're Oshawa's bastard son that they try to forget about? 150%. I don't sugarcoat it. I don't sugarcoat it. I will say it straight to your face and twice on Sundays, which most likely is going to happen to you. Now, what are your thoughts on Archangel versus the undefeated, at least in New Frontier anyways, Guerrero say? I will say, I do not know much about Archangel. However, from the rumblings that I've heard so far in Ontario, from the people that I've spoken to, uh, he has impressed quite a few people. And clearly must have impressed the matchmaker enough to be able to be on such a historic card as Immortality. Guerrero Seiya has continued to evolve 
from showing that he can not only defeat his master or, you know, the student versus teacher aspect when, of course, we need an invisible junior, then becoming a great tag team wrestler in that chaotic four-team elimination match that we saw. Great match. So I feel like Guerrero Seya so far has been able to play to his strengths. He's been able to go into that lucha style, into that hybrid aspect where it's just balls to the wall in your face. And I feel like an opponent like Archangel is going to give him that same, same matchup, that same quality of style that maybe we have already seen from Guerrero Seiya. Not saying that's bad, but I feel like if it were me, like say if this was Tarek versus him, I would be advising him to take him out, or anybody for that matter, to take him out of that comfortability factor. You want to ground and pound a lucha guy. You want to get him off his feet. You want to put him to the ground, and you want to make him suffer. The more he's in the air, the more damage he can do. With Archangel, I'm sure that he can be able to fly just like Seiya, and I'm sure that he can go tit for tat when it comes to a lot of these moves. But from what we've seen so far, we've seen Guerrero Seiya do it better than everyone else so far here in New Frontier. So because of the familiarity aspect and because of we don't know the wild cardness that Archangel could have, I'm going to go with Guerrero Seiya on this one. I would have to concur, not knowing much about Archangel, but again, the rumblings that I've heard through people that he didn't actually pay to stand next to me, that just wanted to talk to me, unlike yourself. Um, I have heard that he has impressed, and the matchmaker always seems to find these diamonds in the rough and give them this platform to shine. So that being said, I will agree with you, though. I think Seiya is just on a roll. I think it's a train that cannot be derailed right at this minute, and I think he's going to go 3-0. After this, well, the next match on the card is a tag match. Now, one tag, one one of these tag teams, one half of these is a one and one, and an zero oh and two. That's Mark Shaw and Vander Cruz. Vander Cruz won that fatal four way last show. Uh, Mark Shaw though has gone zero oh and two. That's right. Uh, Steve Brown and him tangled last show, and it didn't end well for Mark Shaw. And then we've got Warhead making his return to New Frontier because he was not at the last show. And Matt Cash, who's probably got an axe to grind. So these two teams, very juxtaposition, if you will. Matt Cash and Warhead, very seamless in their styles. Whereas Josh Vandercruz, Mark Shaw, you got a brawler. And you got a little bit of a, a hybrid, if you will. Brawler, but Vandercruz can fly given the opportunity. So looking at these two teams, the way they, the way they stack up on the tail of the tape, I got to give it to just based on the experience factor that one team has over the other because Vandercruz is relatively newer in the game, if you will. I'm going to give it to Warhead and Cash only because Warhead's unstable. Cash a lot of times is unstable. You never know what's going to happen. And you know what? Those two on one team, weapons are 100% sure to be involved in this one. Well, we already mentioned too off the top with the matchmaker that there are no sharps allowed when it comes to New Frontier uh, in within the rules of course there are a lot of lacking of the rules that the matchmaker has given uh, a lot of these wrestlers to be able to do as they please shall we say but be that as it may in this tag match i mean for, can we just take a moment if we are able to pull the graphic back up here does shaw and cruz not look like they are fucking family from some sort of like backwoods hills have eyes bullshit i mean look at these two I'm only going to put the graphic back up because I wasn't sure where you were going, but now I almost feel like I got to take it back down. This is horrible. <laughs> they do not look like backcountry. Look, uh, and I'm, I'm allowed saying that about Vander Cruz because I've known him since before he even had the beard. And you pay him monthly for that. Well, that's just, you're disgusting. 
But besides the fact, Shaw <laughs> Cruz. Look, here's the deal. Let's let's start over with this. All right. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of history within the rock pile, and there's a lot of history between three of the four of these men. Matt Cash, I've seen him literally go from just like a no-name tag team guy to earning his stripes in the hardcore world to becoming one of the most like, you know, violent guys within all of Ontario over the last several years, winning championships, winning tournaments, being a threat within this industry here in Ontario. And a lot of people may not see that when it comes to Matt Cash, but he's a lot tougher than people give him credit for. And one of the people that he has to thank for reinventing himself, for really stepping up his game is Warhead. Warhead has been, you know, the godfather of hardcore here in Ontario for so long. All these other nicknames that have given himself, the Barb Ross, the Barb Wire, you know, the mayor of Dick Punch City, all that type of stuff. All names That's a great nickname, motherfucker. Show some it, goddamn respect. It, all gimmick and names aside, Warhead has been able to take a lot of these guys and mold them, not into his image, but to be able to mold them into the hardcore image, into their own, you know, onto their own beast almost in a sense. Mm-hmm. Warhead is to thank for people like Jesse Amato, for Matt Cash's, and even for the Vander Cruz who came up in this business thanks to Warhead. So now Vander Cruz, of course, is now stepping out on his own as being able to want to prove himself. And what better way to be able to do that with someone against uh, the caliber of Matt Cash, who is only getting better and better as age has progressed. And also Warhead, someone who he also thought was a mentor in his life. And it's a smart move if it was Vander Cruz to be able to sought out his tag team partner to find someone like Mark Shaw. Sure. He's 0-2 right now here in New Frontier, but you cannot take away the fact that Shaw is a veteran of the sport who has been around for uh, just as long, I believe, as Warhead and is able to go toe-to-toe in a lot of these, you know, brawling-style situations. This is not going to be the prettiest match. This is not going to be Archangel and Guerrero Sea, or this is not going to be, you know, any technical masterpiece that we're going to be able to see later on, at least in my opinion. In this tag match, though, it's going to be balls to the wall. There's going to be a little bit of something for everybody, but I'm going to have to agree with you. Warhead, Cash, based on the experience factor of knowing each other a little bit longer and being in the ring with each other, not just as enemies, but as tag partners, other places, I'm going to have to go with them. But I'm expecting a very good outing from Shaw, who's trying to prove to himself that he belongs here to the matchmaker and not wanting to go 0-3. And of course, Vander Cruz just wanting to prove himself in general to the population here in New Frontier. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to be one of those matches that may have the potential to be a sleeper match. And a lot of people should pay attention and pay. And, and by that means, get your tickets. July 12th, the rock pile. It's going to be epic. Immortality, new frontier. Now, the next match, <laughs> talking about a person that has a face you want to punch. Um, that You're Kyle, wrestling? That Kyle. Ah, that Kyle. Okay, listen. Stop your, your witty remarks. Nobody gives a shit. There's only two people in the world that love you. One of them is your son because he doesn't know any better. And the other one is Cassandra because you've oh, pretty true. much – Well, she's pretty <laughs> – she's got Stockholm Syndrome. She's got Stockholm Syndrome. That's all I'm going to say. So that Kyle has a face you want to punch. And his daddy – or not his daddy. I'm not sure. We haven't Maury Povich the situation yet. PD Skills is not going to be in the building this Sunday. But, however, he has found someone who's going to smack – that Kyle around a little bit, making his in-ring return, Mr. Orlando. And I'm excited uh, about this one. I am. I'm, I am super duper excited <laughs> for this one. A lot of people may have thought to themselves, who the hell is this like Zumba wearing, you know, you know, 1980s looking, you know, 
uh, oh God, what was the name of the, the gym instructor guy? The really popular one with the big puffy hair. Oh, Richard Simmons. Thank you. Richard yeah. Simmons looking guy here. Absolutely not. Doesn't really have the Afro that Simmons did, but I agree. I'll concur with the outfits anyways. Absolutely. Like you just, you don't want to be able to take him seriously, but I promise you guys, if you've never seen Danny Orlando in the ring, he's a threat. He's beaten a lot of people here in Ontario and he's been away from the game for a little bit, but don't mistake him. He is in the best cardio conditioning, probably of most of the other people here, other than, you know, Justin Sane and Tarek here within new frontier. I think that that Kyle is in for a masterclass of how to be able to live in the world of professional wrestling. That Kyle has been surviving on just being a complete douchebag and surviving like his whole life on just being an arrogant prick and like just skimming through the surface. Danny oh, so Orlando you share a lot of things in common. No, we do not. Yes, I am from, do. I am from Oshawa, which means therefore I'm better than Moat. You, you good? Yeah. I just, sorry. I just gagged a little bit when you said that word. Oh, okay. You, what do you mean? You, you looked in the mirror. You, anyways, I don't want to get into that. You tried, that, but you failed horribly. You fucking that Kyle, that Kyle's going to have to swim in the deep water. Because that's the best way that Danny Orlando is going to show if this kid can really swim or not. Because we've seen him in these brawls. We've seen him against Flex. We've seen him, you know, go against Puff, which was, you know, just a weird fucking matchup to begin with. But Danny Orlando has the ability to be able to push people into deep water, not just cardio-wise, but as a professional wrestler. And we're going to learn a lot about that Kyle in this matchup. Can he really go as a wrestler? And that's something I'm very intrigued to be able to see. My money is on Danny Orlando because I want to see that Kyle get punched in the face. But I will not be surprised if that Kyle, being the sneaky little worm that he is, is able to pull out some sort of monster can or some sort of foreign object of some kind or whatever a case may be and be able to try to get the one upsman on Danny Orlando, but I'm still going to go with my boy Orlando because I know what he can do in the ring. And I can't wait for everyone on June 12th to be able to see what he can do. Absolutely. I am always a fan of seeing that Kyle get punched in the face. So simply for that alone, whoever he is facing, I will always go for that person. It doesn't even matter. Even if it was you, I would put my money on you just to see that Kyle get punched in the face. And that's not a compliment to you. That's saying that even if it was you, I would suffer through that. Now, I'm going to say Danny Orlando as well. Whether it be this macho man slash Richard Simmons that the two got together and hooked up and hate fucked and Danny Orlando came out of it, still regardless of the fact, I'm going to put my money on Danny Orlando because I always want to see that Kyle get punched in the face. And you mentioned... You know, something that kind of struck a nerve with me just now. You said that that match with Puff was weird. I don't, out of all the things we've seen in New Frontier thus far, that's that definitely was not the weirdest. That's true. We saw six men give each other proctology exams. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, the, the last, the, the more that we don't have to talk about, the better. I'm just saying, I'm stating a fact. Now, this next match is one match I am so excited to call. Okay. This is the current reigning defending PCW UK Cruiserweight Champion Von Vertigo putting his his title on the line here at New Frontier June 12th against none other than the man formerly known as El Reverso. That's right, Dan Paisano. Dan Paisano recently lost his max earlier on this year, or, or sorry, later on last year to Gabriel Fuerza, and now he's 
come out from behind the mask and he's ready to prove he doesn't need the mask to still show his skills. And what a great test. Von Vertigo going at Dan Paisano for this strap. This is huge. This is a match compared to the main events that I am so excited for right now. What are your thoughts on this one? I think that um, there's a chance we might be able to see a new cruiserweight champion here. Wow. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why it's um, there have been a lot of times when mask wrestlers have had to lose their mask based on, you know, losing it in a match or just whatever the case may be. And it is really a sink or swim type of mentality when it comes to their careers. Hmm. And when the lights are on brightest and the championships are on the line and these career defining moments happen, we really get to see what they're truly made of. Now, Von Vertigo, we saw what he was made of at the last show. He was able to just get by by the skin of his teeth, of course, against um, Freedom Wallace before getting jumped by Ad Hutchinson. And, of course, Freedom after the match with that whole shindig that took place in Oshawa. But we know that El Reverso is a good quality wrestler and was a great quality wrestler under the hood. Now, as Dan Paisano... I think that he's going to have to be able to try and prove to not only just the fans and the matchmaker, but to himself that he is better or needs to be better than what it was perceived when he was wearing the hood. We've seen a lot of great wrestlers like, you know, El Hiro del Fantasma, who was a great Lucha Libre wrestler, who is now known, of course, as Santos Escobar in NXT, who quite possibly is having a resurgence of his career after losing the mask. Guys like Rey Mysterio, when he originally lost his mask, of course, didn't work out too, too well for him. But that's my point. You either sink with the mask or you swim. And I think El Reverso Dan Paisano has really got an opportunity of a lifetime to be the sleeper pick of going into this matchup, going in and facing Von Vertigo, who has already won an O here in New Frontier, and being able to shock literally the world by taking a championship from Europe and walking over to another foreign country who they probably have not heard of this man and be like, hey, this is this yours? Oh, this must be yours. I'm your new, I'm your new champion, right? <laughs> so I think that this is everything to gain and nothing to lose for Dan Paisano. Because even if he loses and has a great showing, then the, you know, not only just here at New Frontier, but of course PCW is going to be like, hmm, that that's that's a good match that they had over a new frontier on June twelfth. They we might want to be able to have that again and might be able to help resurge in his career to be able to get more dates, more bookings. So this is a win-win regardless of the outcome for Dan Paisano. So I'm looking for the shock and awe aspect here, and I'm hoping that we get to be able to call that. So for that reason alone, I'm gonna go and new PCW uh cruiserweight champion. And that's going to have to be Dan Paisano. You know what? As much as I, uh, again, I don't disagree with what you have to say. I got to go with the caliber of a Von Vertigo cannot be unmatched. You say he won by the skin of his teeth. The end of the day, a win's a win. doesn't matter how you get it. The fact is Von got the W. Looking at Von Vertigo, seeing his career since I've known him for the last six years, this man is everything. I've coined him the Tarantino of the Ontario Indies with everything he did with um you know uh backyard pro so i think not only is von vertigo entertaining not only does he know what the people want 
Von Vertigo is the best guy you want to wrap gold around. So in my opinion, I don't see Von Vertigo walking away. Will it be a fight? Yes. Will Dan, will Dan Paisano get a few close falls? 150%. But when it's all done, when the dust is cleared, all of that, Von, Von Vertigo's hand will be raised. So for that alone, I'm going with Von Vertigo on this one. But I'm looking forward so forward to calling this match. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be great. Now the next match on the card, this is, uh, I've already picked my winner. And I'm going to go first, if you will. So it's going to be Freedom Wallace going against none other than the greatest wrestler in Ontario right now, in my fucking opinion. And it's, since I'm the host, it's my fucking opinion. And my opinion matters. Gabriel El Diablo Fuerza. This man can do no wrong in my eyes. This man has all the makings of a future champion. Everywhere he goes, he's already won multiple championships. This man... <laughs> Sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. Hold on. He did something wrong. Clearly, he, he he got a concussion at the last show, and he couldn't make his booking. So, I mean, not to be kind listen, of a dick. Listen, but you are I mean, absolutely a dick. First, you accused <laughs> fucking Quebec of having a uh, a foot injury. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Shut up, Don't worry. Shut up. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Listen, you are so full of hot air. I could smell the oh. stink from your breath all the way over here. And you're in the stinkiest town in fucking Canada. Not no, just Hamilton. Ontario. That's Canada. Hamilton. No, no. That's Hamilton. I've been to Hamilton. Hamilton's actually nice enough coming. No, it's not. Your it's town is filled garbage. with crystal meth heads and hookers. Shut the fuck up. Gabriel Fuerza checks all the goddamn boxes for me. This is a man that down the line will don the new Frontier heavyweight strap one day. I put my money wow. on it now. So for saying that alone, as much as I appreciate Wallace, he can't beat Fuerza. He couldn't beat Vertigo, and he had to use, you know, the brawler to help him out and add Hutchinson. So for that fact alone, I don't know if Ad Hutchinson is going to be there. I hope he isn't. I hope this is going to be a fair fight. But all I know, Fuerza versus Wallace, this one will be great. It'll be exciting. It'll be speedy. It'll be amazing. But at the end of the day, one, two, three, hand raised, Gabriel Fuerza all day long. All right. So here's why you're wrong. Um, Freedom Wallace, in my opinion, is Pike. Quite possibly one of the most underrated talents so far that we've seen here in New Frontier. He is 0-2 so far, and Fuerza is 0-1. So, I mean, this is a very important matchup for both of their careers, uh, considering Gabriel Fuerza had a concussion and couldn't make the last show. So, I think... What we're going to be able to, don't flip me off. I'm well, don't fucking don't air quotate <laughs> shit, you fucking prick. He stepped away for safety. He wasn't gonna risk his career for anyone, even the matchmaker. And if that's the case, that's the case. But I mean it left Von Vertigo to go it along with Freedom Wallace. And Freedom Wallace and Ad made him pay the price for not being at the show. Yeah, Freedom Wallace and Ad. Again, and Ad. And sometimes it takes a good duo to be that great of a, a, a squad that you need to be able to have each other's back in the world of professional wrestling. Look, yeah, we like don't know. And we don't, squad, okay? and we don't know if ads going to be at the show. I have no idea, but all I know is yeah, well, assholes before, flock together. So you, probably, all you know. we know is that oh, this yeah. is going to be a great match. I, and I am agreeing with you on that one. Dan Paisano vertigo. This, this has the making of these two matches alone being a, tit for tat when it comes to match of the night at least we can probably agree on that but i'm gonna have to go with freedom wallace on this one and the only reason i'm picking freedom wallace is because of the x because you hate gabriel flazer no not at all i think subconsciously i think subconsciously anybody that's got talent or charisma you want to keep them down so your boy doesn't get overshadowed that's what i think boy that's ridiculous 
First you're, of all, he's your, a your man. lips are a little dry. He's you better a get, man. You better get them crystal clear for Tuesday or for Sunday, okay? Tarek's butt is waiting. Gabriel Fresno is a great professional wrestler. He is, and I will give him all the credit in the world. But I know you have a hard on when it comes to him, and a lot of the fans in New Frontier do. And that rightfully so when it comes to a lot of his talent, rightfully so. I've seen this kid grow up in this business over the last several years and becoming one of the most popular and most in-demand wrestlers in Ontario. I can't deny that. It's the truth. But I also know the truth is that Freedom Wallace is conniving, is vindictive, who is just as crazy in the ring as a Gabriel Forrest when it comes to being a hybrid athlete of high-flying, brawling, technical. All that aspect is included with a Freedom Wallace as it is with a Gabriel Forza. The only thing is, is Ad Hutchinson. And we don't know if he's going to be at ringside. And because we don't know, that makes it elusive. That makes it scary for a Fuerza. Even with Vertigo in the back, as you know, being maybe, you know, equal that out a little bit, he's going to be a little bit busy defending that championship. His eye is not going to be on what's going to be happening in the ring with his partner. So in my opinion, Freedom Walls has that, mental edge going into this already and in my opinion a mental edge is sometimes all you need even if it's just a little tiny crack to be able to secure a victory even before the match starts so because of that i'm going with freedom over gabriel forza and i'm expecting fireworks in that matchup regardless of who's at ringside or not one thing we can agree on is when it comes to little tiny cracks you know a ton about them so does the city of oshawa moving on the next oh fuck, i can't believe i have to even discuss this one it what, doesn't what, even matter what, well what's the next one <sighs> what are we talking about oh we're talking about my guy aren't we we're talking about Tarek, right the third installment of the mark ass buster challenge chapter three yes absolutely. i said that i said the third installment yeah i know but i, I clearly i clearly three. stated that i clearly stated that so the third installment of a man who doesn't need you at ringside whose talent speaks for itself who doesn't need to take advice or guidance from you because he knows how to take care of business. Regardless of the fact, okay. I'm going to make this quick. Okay. Yes, Tarek will most likely win. Not any credit to you, he will most likely win. But the only question I'm going to ask is everyone already knows where you stand. You and I agree on this one. Who, who do you think steps up to the plate and answers the challenge? I know, I get it. There's a ton of names out there that, that could. But who do you think realistically just give me one name of a possibility we could see answer this challenge tyler mm. arrow did it king of the north carter mason did it that was a great match last yep. event both of them both of them were great matches Absolutely. both of them were great matches both of them were great opponents but Tarek, give me, realistically give me Tarek, one name and don't Tarek, go on this rant of how much you no, love no, no. no no but Tarek <laughs> brings out the best in anybody though that's just regardless though but we know it's not going to be from anybody from Quebec because there's probably going to be some sort of injury when it comes to their feet. Hey, hey, you said it earlier. You said it earlier. I mean, we definitely know it's not going to be Lufisto. I mean, we clearly have seen her taking other bookings and have been afraid to return to New Frontier. So she'd be an idiot to come back at this point. And I respect the woman. But at this point, it feels like she's avoiding, you know, Southern Ontario for a reason. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't listen. Now I know I why you love Freedom Wallace because he's you without a toupee that's why you fucking love him well he is a very handsome man but that's besides the point look i just threw up in my mouth Tarek is the future professional wrestling yeah we know this. None. i said i don't want to hear your not your bullshit opinion just give me a fucking name ace of anybody i think that could possibly yeah just give me an i give me somebody you think in the back of your mind somebody that you okay how about this give mm. me somebody that you and Tarek 
have possibly strategized about. Because you're always discussing it. You're always going to be thinking of who might step up. So give That's me somebody true. you've you've strategized with Tarek about. Hmm. You know, there is a name. I mean, granted, we don't know how his foot's feeling because he is from Quebec as well. Oh, for fuck's But there is one name that we have strategized as well and that we've talked about it because so far we've seen him against a young up-and-start high flyer. We've seen against a great hybrid athlete who's been around for a while in Carter Mason. We haven't seen Tarek be tested so far here in New Frontier uh, with anyone that has been that brawler, that hardcore, that, you know, someone that's even bigger than him. Someone that I think would be a very interesting matchup, regardless of the outcome, because we already know what the outcome would be, it would be the Green Phantom. I think that Phantom would be an interesting challenge for Tarek. And I think that his stylistic would prove to be not impossible, but more difficult than what some people might think. And I'm not saying that Tarek has holes in this game because he doesn't. And I'm not saying that because, you know, him being a bigger guy and this whole David Goliath thing, especially what we're going to see later with Steve Brown or sorry, earlier in the night with Steve Brown and Travis Moore. But Tarek is able to adapt himself in the ring against anybody. And I'm not saying that to kiss ass, regardless of what you may think. I'm saying this because it's the truth. I back myself against people who I know are going to be successful, who just need that edge, that's that need that push. And you can put yourself to sleep and think that I'm talking total bullshit. And I get it. I may sound, oh, he's just doing the same speech over and over and over again. The more I say it, the more it's going to be the truth because my words plus his actions equals money for us and for this whole company and for the sport of professional wrestling. So my guess, maybe Green Phantom. I mean, he would probably like to be able to add to that win that he had against, you know, destroying Andrew Love. That'd be a good pick. I mean, there's other people from the last show and even from the first show that are maybe, again, stupid enough to be able to answer this challenge but regardless of who it's going to be it doesn't matter because the outcome is going to always be the same punch kick chop one two three end of story pay window thanks for coming three and oh proceed i clearly stated don't go on a fucking rant and you did that wasn't a rant that absolutely was a rant oh so so tiresome it's very cliche at this point all right one of our two main events of the evening. We're going to crown the first ever New Frontier Heavyweight Champion. It's going to happen on Sunday. The, the belt champion. looks gorgeous. The belt looks gorgeous. The opponents in this match are no short of skill. One is pure power. One is the best hybrid athlete in the world. And one has all kinds of skill and all kinds of experience in Rip Impact. So let me run the list. This is a triple threat match because of the unfortunate time constraints of the last show. Rip impact. Justin saying went bell to bell. There was no decision. The matchmaker called our announcer at the time, Bill Chase, and told him that both men had punched their ticket to the main event. Again, under some scrutiny, as the ref said, he reached a time limit. But Justin saying frisked him. There was no watch. Anyways, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it alone. But it's Justin saying versus rip impact versus Cranio X, obviously with Pretty Ricky in his corner, you know Ricky's going to be there. Long story short, Cranio X represents all kinds of power. But Rip Impact and Justin Sane love them, love each other or hate each other at this point. 
the two of these guys could take Cranio out, as we've seen most alliances form in a triple threat, and then could go one-on-one for that strap. And we could finally get to see who gets one-upsmanship on these two guys. If I got to lay the line down right now, looking at all three men, not taking anything away from Cranio, not taking anything away from Rip Impact, but we've been building up Justin Sane, bigging up Justin Sane every single time we've talked about any New Frontier show. If there's anybody that I'm going to predict to be the first ever New Frontier champion, I put my money on the night train, Justin Sane. And you know what? That's a very solid pick. And I feel like this is, there's always that one match I feel that New Frontier has where it's literally a pick them, as I like to call them, where it literally could be anybody. And in this case, it can be any of the three of them. Justin saying we've, again, we've touted him for months. And I've been touting him for years as being one of the best hybrid athletes in the sport of professional wrestling. You couldn't hit your wagon to that one, could you? And Justin Saint, shut up. And Justin Saint, by far, has so much untapped and raw ability that, again, he doesn't even realize that he has. And when he's pushed to a limit, when he's pushed to the very edge, is when we get to see the absolute best of the night train. We saw it against Jesse Amato, who brought out that, you know, wild side of himself when everything was just going chaotic at the Brock pile the first time. We saw it when he had to go technical blow for blow with a guy with a lot more experience than him in rip impact. In this type of element now, in a triple threat match, where the person doesn't even have to be involved in the pin, it is one fall to a finish. This is not a three-way dance. This is one fall to a finish. Can the night train be able to take out someone who has a lot of experience like Rip Impact, be able to neutralize him to be able to focus solely on the monster? Or, especially what we saw at the last show with Rip Impact, you know, being a little conniving at the end of that match, are the two of him and Justin saying going to be able to work together, which in my opinion would be the smartest thing they could possibly do and destroy the monster as quickly and decisively as possible and render him useless. So that way they can be able to go as long as they possibly can to decide the first ever grand champion. But the problem is they're not just against anyone. They're against cranial X. We saw what he did when he shoulder blocked and he pounced puff literally out of the ring. A guy that's almost 400 pounds made him fly to the ring. Like it was Travis Moore hitting Steve Brown. We saw what he did with Jesse Mack and made her face mincemeat and had to have other wrestlers come out. And three or four of the strongest, burliest guys here at New Frontier couldn't even stop him. It wasn't until Pretty Ricky snapped his fingers and called him off like a hound. When Cranio sees red, you're dead. And I feel like he, we're going to see a lot of red on this show regardless, especially in the second half of the main event. But... Justin Sane, Rip Impact, you got to put your feelings aside from that first, from your first encounter at the last show. You need to focus because if you don't, you are going to get slaughtered because of Cranio X. I, we all should be worried about what happens if Cranio X and God forbid Ricky Wildy have are wielding the grand championship here and have the top prize. Because imagine knocking off Everest as the heavyweight champion as the very first one. Like, I think Justin Sane has the best possible odds to be able to win this match if that happens. And Rip Impact, he's so conniving. He's so good. And a lot of people don't give him the credit that he deserves. But at the end of the day, I think the monster is going to be the one that 
that just stands above it all. And I think regardless of Ricky or not, I don't know if Sane or Rip can actually coincide together enough to make this work, to make this happen. So I'm going to put my money and I'm going to put the first ever new frontier grand championship is going to be going around the waist or over the shoulder of that big son of a bitch in cranio X with pretty Ricky laughing along the way. Well, time will tell. And that's a match you definitely do not want to miss guys. Like I said, get your tickets. We do have a few still available rock pile in Etobicoke this Sunday, Immortality, New Frontier. And I believe there will be some at the door. Spoken to the matchmaker. Well, not spoken, emailed. You know. I was going to say, you didn't speak to shit. Well, I spoke uh, to You're going to say, well, I got to speak to me. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Go ahead. No. Listen here, you incest baby. Shut the fuck incest up. Incest baby, he Yeah, calls I'm basically him. saying your mother and father were brother and sister. And out came you. Enough said. My father's Main a event of the evening. This one will not be for the weak at heart. Yeah, this one goes against all the rules laid out by the matchmaker. Sharp job objects are not allowed, but yet the entire ring will be a sharp object. As we have, at least in New Frontier anyways, our very first barb wire ring death match. I mean, I don't even know what to call it. Let's just call it the grudge match of all grudge matches. Tyler Hill, Jesse Amato, Settling the score. I had Jesse Amato on the show a few weeks after the very first New Frontier show. We talked a lot about ghosts from the past. You and I spoke a lot about ghosts from the past on the last prediction show. We were setting up what was the first match between him and Tyler Hill in New Frontier. We talked about, you know, burning bridges, mending fences, all that stuff. Recently, I had Tyler Hill on the show just dropped that conversation last week. So go check out the archives available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. You should. It was and, good. And that conversation was pretty much the polar opposite of Jesse Amato. Jesse Amato saying, yes, I burned bridges. I've mended fences. I am sober. I am clean. I am level-headed. I am trying to fix the mistakes in my past, but there's one mistake that can't be fixed. There's a fence that can't be mended. And that's because the individual at the fence was broken with is no longer with us. RIP Sean, 150%. But Tyler Hill states he's fighting for his fallen brother, states he's fighting for vengeance. He's fighting for justice. He's fighting for everything that Sean would want him to fight for. I don't know how this one's going to end, but I will say this, the rock pile will be covered in blood when this is all said and done. I mean, this is not for the weak at heart. If you bought a ticket, please understand what you're going to be seeing and what you're going to be walking into. This is a match that I don't even want to pick a winner because all I know is these two are going to destroy each other. I'm just hoping that they both can walk out of the rink at the end of it all. But I don't know who the winner is. I don't want to pick a winner. I, I, I just want to see this feud end. I want to see these two either agree to disagree and learn to walk away peacefully or maybe gain some respect for one another when it's all said and done. I'm not picking a winner. I don't want to pick a winner. I really don't even want to call this match just because it's going to be hard to watch. It's going to be hard to call, especially for you. I mean, you have history with a motto and even though you're a piece of shit, a is a good person. So you have history with a motto, but let me get your perception. You're you're going to see somebody you've known for decades going out there to really take on ghosts from his past again. 
in a match that has ended careers, that has ended lives, that has changed. This is a match that you will come out different than you went in. I'm not going to pick a winner. I'm not asking you to pick a winner. But have you spoken to Jesse as we creep ever closer to this? Have you have you found out where his head is at? Like, let's get all serious. You and I, we have a friendly banter. I still know you're an asshole. But regardless of the fact, let's put all that aside for now. Have you spoken to Jesse? Do you know where he's at? I know where Tyler Hill is at. He's ready to kill. Where's Jesse at in all this? Jesse Amato is focused from the last conversation I had with him. And quite frankly, I have not had much conversation with Jesse Amato because quite frankly, I think the best thing that Jesse Amato can do right now is keep himself isolated from the world because he knows what he's walking into. Everyone knows that Jesse Amato has had the problems in the past. He's admitted it himself. He's become a better person than I have ever seen in my entire of knowing him. And that's almost 15, 16 years at this point. Jesse Amato has been secluding himself. I've been getting like one word answers every time I message him, like, hey, how you doing, man? Are you sure you're ready for this? All I keep getting is, I'm ready. I'm ready. And I believe him when I hear that and when I read those texts and that, because I know right now his best medicine, his best way of being able to prepare for something like this is just being isolated. He's spending time with his wife, he's spending time with his son. He's thinking of the things that mean, or he's t- going around the people rather that mean the most to him, because that's the thing that he has to lose. He's already admitted all the shit that he's ever done in his career. And this is his last hurrah when it comes to professional wrestling, at least in my opinion. He's going to go out. He's going to go out with a bang. He's just hoping that on June the 12th, it's not his final ride on this roller coaster of professional wrestling. Tyler Hill is dead set on trying to make this happen. And quite frankly, in a way, after hearing both sides of the arguments and hearing and knowing and seeing firsthand of what happened... I don't blame Tyler Hill. Not one iota for his opinion, for his energy, for his, like, just everything that he feels that Jesse Amato has done wrong to his brother, to his family. No rope barbed wire is quite possibly one of the most vindictive and sadistic matches in all professional wrestling. Sure, there's cage matches, last man standing, and all this other stuff. But when you take down the ropes and the wire comes up and there is no escape from that, you are going to get cut when they're going in, when you're going out. And trust me, these men are going to make sure that they, if they're going out, they're going through the wire. They're going to be maimed. They're going to be scarred. They're going to be thinking of this matchup for the rest of their lives. Not just because of the emotional toll that's going to take when they wake up in a cold sweat, knowing that they went through hell and back, but when they look in the mirror and they see those 10 to 15-inch scars that are going to be plaguing their body for the rest of their life. People maybe think I'm over-exaggerating the seriousness of this nature. I'm not. Jesse Amato, Tyler Hill, they're willing to push themselves beyond professional wrestling, beyond what people call sports entertainment beyond of what people consider what would be a normal fight. This is just barbaric. This is something that only the devil himself would have created. And quite frankly, 
I don't want to go through this hell for either of them, which is why I'm not going to be able to make a selection or a pick. I'm just hoping for the most minimum amount of blood and scars possible from both these guys. And even though we're going to see buckets and we're going to see the amount of carnage and brutality that you would get on the 401 after a 15 car car wreck, we don't need to see it in the rock pile on June the 12th. But unfortunately that's what it's come to. And I'm praying just like you, that this is over on June the 12th of the rock pile at immortality. I want their legacies to be forever immortal because of what these two men are going to do in their professional wrestling lives and for the rest of their lives, for not only just themselves, but their family. But I need them both to realize that immortality is not worth their lives. So come June the 12th, I don't know who's going to win. Quite frankly, I don't care. Just let it be done. And I said that at the last predictions, but let this fucking be over. Absolutely. Well, guys, like I said, get your tickets. They're still on sale, still available. They will be available at the door. Jesse Amato, Tyler Hill, our main event in the evening. No barbed wire match. No, wire, no rope barbed wire match. So no guys, rope barbed wire, God damn it. Oh, listen, shut the fuck up. Guys, thank you so much for watching, so much for enjoying our prediction, our banter, our hatred for one another. Uh, again, There's no I, hatred between us. I, know, I, I know. love you. You love me. All right? We're one big happy family, all right? Anyways, Come guys, on. I'm your host, your boy. Come on. I'm your host, your boy, George McKay, and he is one half of Tarek's backside, Adam Hayes, Peace, Love, and Wrestling, Immortality, June 12th. Don't miss it. And, you know, again, remember what you're walking into, especially for that main event. Will not be for the weak at heart. And, uh, oh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to Fucktards Podcast, uh, available on Spreaker and uh, Spotify. Anchor.fm anchor and- slash Schwawars Podcast. You can and check it out. We got great yeah, yeah, contents yeah, yeah. all the time. Just saying. Good stuff. Number one podcast. Iron Sheik number one. Hop to it to you. <laughs> and guys you already know all my socials and you know where you can find all my stuff but it will be available in the link below in the description and again if you like what you saw here give us a quick subscribe we are at 526 and we would love to grow more so peace nice. love and wrestling we'll see you guys we'll all see you on june 12th hope to see some of you that'll watch this we've intrigued you enough to come out and check out the new frontier product because it is amazing and it is epic and immortality is our biggest show of the year as always i'm your host your boy george mckay with my cohort in crime adam the ass kiss haze, and we will see you Sunday, noon 12th. Peace out, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm outer space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going state to state